0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week?
1: Tom, I'm miserable. I'm sweaty (laughs) and I'm soaking wet all the time.
0: Yeah, it is very hot in New York City right now. Let me, I can tell you that much. Uh... We're, I haven't Well, what? I'm sorry.: Oh no, I please, Tim. I apologize. You go ahead.
1: Tom, this heat is throwing off our rhythm.
0: Yeah. Well, also having to do it uh, remotely. People don't know that we're not in the same room. <laughs> no, they do. Tim, everybody has to know that social distancing is important. I've offered to you many times that you can quarantine with me in my home and you could just stay here and that way we can record the show in person every week. How many What percentage of our
1: listener do you think um, assumes that this show is just one guy doing two different voices?
0: <laughs> uh boy, that would be so much easier if I could just do your voice i I think probably no percentage based on how often we talk over each other.
1: Yeah, that's true, but I mean you can you can do a lot with multi-track recording, Tom.
0: That's, yeah, that's true. Uh. I
1: always wondered that on The Simpsons when, like, Smithers and Mr. Burns are talking to each other. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And and it's it's, uh, it's Harry Shearer doing both voices. Is he doing both uh, back and forth? Or is he he doing one? And then it's like, okay, I'm going to do all Mr. Burns. Uh, uh, I'm going to do this line and this line. uh, And then he's like, roll it back. It's time for me to fill in with Smithers. I
0: imagine that they probably do it whichever way he prefers. I know, but what does he prefer? <laughs> I you'd have to ask him. Listen, judging by Harry
1: Shearer's reputation, they do everything the way that that he prefers other way. Otherwise,
0: he's not showing up. Yeah. So yeah, they they might just I imagine it's not back and forth that like he's, he most voice actors are probably like once I get into a voice, I want to stay in that voice for a little bit.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if it
0: just looked like,
1: hey, it's like the movie Split, which I, I've never seen the movie Split, but um, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Tom, oh, your right, yes, filmmaker, yeah. He's not my um, favorite doesn't, I Although, uh,
0: I still, cl- Signs is an underrated movie. Well, you're just a big uh, Mel Gibson fan. <laughs> a, a Gibhead.
1: head. Yeah, on screen, off screen.
0: <laughs> uh, no. Not a I'm not I'm actually no, I never liked Mel Gibson. Even even before everybody found out he was horrible.
1: Tom, you love signs. You still to this day reference Lethal Weapon constantly. Well
0: Lethal Weapon the Lethal Weapon movies are very good. But a lot of that's Danny Glover and Joe Pesci.
1: I mean Joe Pesci didn't show up until what the third one.
0: Yeah, but still he did a good job once he showed up. As as Joe Pesci always does.
1: And then you said uh, Mad Max Fury Road, quote, ruined the whole franchise uh, because they wrote out Mel Gibson and put a, quote, chick in his place.
0: They didn't write out Mel
1: Gibson.
0: <laughs> that's got, what you said. They've that's got, a, that's they've what I remember you Tom saying. Hardy. You wrote it in a
1: text message to me.
0: They've got Tom Hardy playing him because Mel Gibson's too old. That's all. All mm-hmm. right. Man, I've been, so I, well, you're going to be sorry you brought this up, Tim, because have you ever seen this movie, Nocturnal Animals? No, I haven't. It's on HBO Max, um, is written and directed by Tom Ford, uh, the, the fashion guy and uh, son of Henry Ford. What? The fashion guy. You know Tom Ford, the fashion guy? No, I don't know about fashion, though. <sighs> he wasn't the son of, I don't think he was the son of Henry Ford. No, I'm not because sure. he would, he would he would have, he'd be 100 years old. Sometimes, Tim, there's somebody recently who died who was the last person getting a pension from uh, the Civil War. Yeah, but he wasn't directing movies for HBO Max. How do you know? HBO Max, they're, they're hungry for content. It's not an HBO Max thing. It was a movie that came out four years ago. It's got Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. But um, it was weird to me because... Oh, and uh, Michael Shannon, he won an Academy Award. For uh, this movie? No, maybe. I think he did. I don't know. I think he did. He did. I'm going to say he did. Um, because he lost a lot of weight in the movie. And that if you do that, they'll give you an Academy Award. Um, or if you put on a lot of weight, if you put on a lot of weight, then you lose a lot of weight. Sure. yeah they they love it. Um, but uh, it was funny to me watching it just because uh, in the movie, her husband is played by Army Hammer, um, whose name sounds like Armin Hammer. <laughs> Right. That wasn't the only. No, that wasn't the only. I am a big baking soda guy, but that wasn't the only reason it was funny because I was uh, telling my my girlfriend who was not interested whatsoever. I was like, oh, this is funny because Army Hammer was supposed to play Batman in George Miller's Justice League. And now, and Amy Adams was Lois Lane in the Zack Snyder movies. So now it's like, oh, and now she's married to Batman? And then I was like, holy shit, Michael Shannon was General Zod. This movie's like a whole else worlds of, uh, you know, uh, Batman, Superman, DC Comics characters. Now, you didn't get any traction with that anecdote with your
1: girlfriend, so you brought it to me?
0: <laughs> I brought it to the general public to see if they would be interested in my thoughts about this.
1: Yeah. I, see, here's where I think this is this is where you and I don't see eye to eye about movies. Mm-hmm. You think it's noteworthy all these connections when you're like, "Look, eighty percent of the movies that they make right now are superhero movies in one of these two universes, <laughs> yeah, so literally every actor is in one of these movies at some point, so like they're gonna be in other. Real movies for, uh, you know, like that aren't that aren't superhero movies. And if every time we're like, I can't believe the Scarecrow is talking to Alfred. (laughs) That's a weird pairing. Sam
0: Cillian Murphy was not in this movie. Don't be ridiculous. Although uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did play Mysterio, but that's from the Marvel universe, so that no connection to this movie. It was a pretty good movie. It was incredibly disturbing. I didn't like... There was, like, a whole scene in it pretty early on where it was just like, I hate this. I hate... Like, very well done. But it's like, boy, this I've never felt anxiety like this watching a movie. I hate it. Of, like, oh, something very, very bad is going to happen. And there's nothing I can do about it as a viewer to prevent it. Well, did you try at least... I screamed at the TV at the top of my lungs, and I was screaming at, at Amy Adams, call Superman, or at the very least, your your husband Batman, have them do right, something. Right. Mm-hmm. Even General Zod, he might be like, all right, I know normally I'm your enemy, but enough is enough. And your girlfriend was watching this, next, sitting next to you
1: watching as well? No,
0: she had walked out by that point.
1: Now, before we got started, Tom, Mm -hmm. we were like, do we have anything to talk about up top? Yeah. And we both thought long and hard. And we were just like, well, normally we would talk about things that had happened to us since the last time we had an episode. Yeah. But I haven't, I don't think I. (laughs) have left my apartment since then (laughs) you haven't left that
0: that office that you recorded you've just been (laughs) sitting there patiently waiting until the next uh time we record. exactly well it's easier than
1: breaking down all this equipment and putting it somewhere else (sighs) and then you
0: know i I don't think people realize how much equipment's involved (sighs) all the bunsen burners and the the beakers to say nothing of the mechanized suits we wear
1: So, yeah, we really had nothing. I think we should get right into the topic. Yeah. Because I know I have a lot to say about it. Um, And I think I do, too. And uh, the growing consensus, Tom, Mm -hmm. and look, I'm not one to read the reviews, but um, the growing consensus of people who have not heard our show before and then listen to it and then feel compelled to write a review... (laughs) Um, is that they do not like the show. Right. um, And part of it is that uh, they don't like that we talk uh, about things that aren't the topic
0: in the beginning. I think a lot of them will come around once they hear the beginning of this when they're like, I never thought about how uh, uh, Army Hammer was almost Batman. And it is He weird. wasn't
1: even Batman and, and you're saying that's the, you can't believe
0: they're married in the other movie. He was almost they were ready to make this movie, Tim. They had the costumes and everything.
1: What happened to it?
0: Oh, it was uh, during the writer strike. that's mm. what like shut it down.
1: I mean, the writer's strike was only a couple months. They should have just, when that was over, just been like, okay, now we'll make the movie.
0: But like George Miller, he does like huge productions. They were like in Australia, like ready to go. I don't, I mean, I still don't completely. I think it was like the writer strike happened and like Warner Brothers was, was, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, well now we can't do a rewrite. I think Warner Brothers was like, oh shit, the writer strike's going on maybe we shouldn't be spending like a ton of money making this Justice League movie in Australia with George Miller. And they were just being too cautious, and they canceled it.
1: We'll be discussing Chipotle after the (laughs) break.
0: Tim, this week we're talking about Chipotle Mexican Grill. A uh, famous uh, chain of fast casual restaurants. In fact, one of the first fast casual restaurants to exist. Depends on how
1: you're you're defining fast casual, but I'm defining. Um, I would it agree
0: as a level a level above uh, a fast food like a McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, and a mm. level below a uh, quick serve restaurant such as No, that
1: is a quick-serve restaurant. A McDonald's is a quick-serve.
0: QSR. No, it's I fast think fast food. Well, then what do you call like an Applebee's, TGI Fridays Ruby Tuesday's?
1: A fast casual.
0: <laughs> All right. The, they're a step below that. They're not No, there's I would like say a Chipotle's different an, term. Uh, an upscale QSR. Uh, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> No, We're up to a terrible start.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think we've properly uh, 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 des- described
0: just how hot it is in New York right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that they're a fast, casual restaurant, and to me that puts them between uh, a, a place where you don't get to see them make your food and you don't get to make any kind of real decisions about what you're getting. You're ordering by number.
1: Tom, Tom mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to apologize. Yes. And beg for your forgiveness. <laughs> okay. Fast casual um, does not offer t- uh, table
0: service. Yes, thank you. That's that's a big difference. But
1: has higher quality food than fast food restaurants yes. or QSRs, um, and uh, f- fewer frozen or processed ingredients. I think, I think that's debatable, depending on what you, what you're talking about here. Right. I Um, think, in
0: general, that's that, or at least marketing-wise, that's how that most of the fast casuals push themselves.
1: Right, and what they're what they're calling what what we call uh, TGI Fridays and Applebee's falls into casual dining.
0: Oh, not so fast, (laughs) casual. Right, casual dining that makes sense. I was gonna say franchise restaurant.
1: Yeah, but franchise restaurant could be anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can just have like a local, you know, like in New York, Juniors is, well, I guess they're not franchise. And like that doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily franchise restaurant because some of these restaurants, like corporate owns all of them. Uh, or chain, chain restaurant is what right. is I think what I'm looking for. So yeah, they sit in between, which at the time was a somewhat revolutionary idea of like, oh, you can go into a place and get something better than like a cheeseburger, uh, but it's not a place where you're going to have to sit down and order. And I think that that's part of the reason why casual restaurants started offering uh, like curbside pickup and stuff like that, that they realized, oh, not everybody's coming to Applebee's just for our ambiance and the up on the walls. Sometimes they just want, Something a little bit better than McDonald's, but they don't necessarily want to sit here and and eat it.
1: Yeah, and I think it also had to do with the uh, with the suburban lunch crowd, Tom. Yeah. Uh, when I had when I had an office job on Long Island, the, I would the, often the suburbs, do,
0: the quintessential suburbs. I would argue.
1: Yeah, I would. I would order an Applebee's for some reason. I would order a salad from Applebee's and do curbside pickup. Uh huh. Why, why wouldn't I just get a salad somewhere else, like a salad place?
0: I, did you know of a salad place? Yeah, I knew of several. <laughs> I went there sometimes. Yeah, I bet the Applebee salad tasted better and wasn't actually good for you in any way.
1: <laughs> That's true. But yeah, could, there there was always like a ton of fried chicken in it. Yeah,
0: but you could like tell yourself like, no, I'm being good. But Tom,
1: I, s- I haven't eaten a salad in so
0: long. Oh, really? Um, Whoa! Jeez, D- I can tell.
1: No, I mean it's it's because I won't make a salad for myself. It's too much dang work. And now that I'm making most of my meals myself, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not gonna chop up a million things and put it together. I'm gonna and I'm eating healthier on whole. Yeah. Um, but I would have a salad. I would say for the last three ish years, I had a salad for lunch every weekday. And then the last five months, just no salad, not one salad.
0: I don't think I've ever made a salad at home that I've been like proud of in any way.
1: I don't know how to properly use lettuce besides putting it on a sandwich (laughs) or a burger.
0: Yeah, it's always the lettuce placement that I'm I'm looking at the way I put lettuce in a bowl and I'm like, this doesn't look right. I don't know what's going on. But this is not if I got a salad from a place that I bought it from and it looked like this, I would send it back. And I'm not yeah. a person that sends things back. But just like this doesn't look like a salad.
1: Yeah. Well, um, okay. Uh let's both get back on the salad train. Yes. Um, hey, send us your your inspiration for how we should cut up our lettuce. Um, let's get back to Chipotle though. Yes.
0: So Um, part of the impetus of this is that I had Chipotle the other night. Uh, They offered me a very lucrative deal, which was uh, that I could get uh, a one meal and they would give me another meal for free with the catch that I would have to come pick it up. They wouldn't bring it to me. How did you find out about this deal? They sent me an electronic mail about this deal.
1: Real, you're on the Chipotle mailing yeah, list. Yeah, huh?
0: man, I'm on the Chipotle mailing list. Do oh, they know your birthday? Yeah, they know my birthday, and they're Do like, "Do you get Come a free on burrito here. on your birthday?" Mm, maybe it might be free guac or something like that.
1: Oh, I think that's what it is. I think it used to be. A, they used to be. A, they, used to be a, they used to give a free burrito away for anything.
0: Tim, they used to give free burritos to reporters covering the Timothy McVeigh trial. Well they deserved it <laughs> also I remember so we'll talk about when they give free burritos away later um, but uh, but yeah I got I got chipotle the other night uh, it was del- it was delicious I ate more than I should have and then I was I was so full I couldn't even eat ice cream that night. <laughs> Wow, Tom, do you yeah. have ice cream every night? Did we go over this? You do generally, right? Uh, if I can help it, yeah, I'll have ice cream every night.
1: Do you buy a big carton or do you buy little guys?
0: No, the big cartons
1: yeah, I, think I that's don't the way to go. yeah,
0: like look the Ben and Jerrys and the Haagen-Dazs, those are great, but like a they're expensive, and B, it's like that's just like I can't do one of those a night. I'll be a no, if- monster.
1: If you dole those out reasonably,
0: those could last uh, the better part of a week. Yeah, I'm not going to dole it out reasonably, though, Tim. I'm going to eat half of it, put it in the freezer, and then go, Ugh, I might as well just finish it. I'm not going to want that other half. Yeah, but like an hour <laughs> not, and 15 not minutes that I'm not. Not even that I'm not going to want the other half. It's that I'm going to go in for the other half, and it's going to be less than I thought it was going to be. And I'm going to be disappointed. So I might as well just eat it all right now and not give future me any kind of uh, false hope.
1: Yeah. I used to do a thing where I would eat uh, more than I had planned on out of the carton mm-hmm. and put it, you know, at maybe at 9 p.m., some some post-dinner, nice, yeah. uh, nice time. And then I'd uh, do some stuff, maybe watch TV or whatever. And then before bed... I'd be like, well, let me just take one more bite of that ice cream <laughs> that I put back in the freezer. And I would stand in front of the freezer and eat the whole thing. <laughs> um,
0: so back to Chipotle, Tim. Uh, Chipotle, I did I introduce you to Chipotle? Because my backstory is that when I was going to school at the University of Maryland, uh, we got a Chipotle, I think, in like 2000, maybe 2001. Okay, And that was uh, I th- certainly the first time I had ever heard of it. I think it was maybe their first one in Maryland, maybe their first one like that far out east. Um, but that's how I found out about it, because we had this small, pathetic little strip mall where there was a Chipotle, a Wawa, a Boston Market, a McDonald's. And, uh, like, another place that, like, switched all the time. It had a Chipotle and a Wawa, and you're calling it pathetic? <laughs> I, in retrospect, it's anything but. Uh, oh, and uh, maybe, like, a Blockbuster. Jeez. That is the coolest strip mall on <laughs> Earth. I Especially mean, I did... in 2000,
1: 2001. Yeah, I guess I did spend a lot a of Big time Mac.
0: there. Uh, I would
1: go to, if there was a Wawa mm-hmm. within a mile of where I live right now, I'd go there for two meals a day, yeah, at
0: least. Uh, for people that aren't in an area that has Wawa's, Wawa's are like an upscale 7-Eleven that has a sandwich bar. And even in like, when I was in school, again, you know, it's 20 years ago at this point, um, they had touch screens to order your sandwiches. This is maybe like the first time I had seen a touch screen out of Epcot except for Epcot Center in Disney World. It's like not only is this futuristic technology, I can use it to tell them what I want on a sandwich. That's great because I am it's 3 a.m. and I'm way too drunk to tell somebody in words what I want. But you're gonna just gonna show me like pictures of uh, sandwich ingredients. That's great. I'm gonna make a sandwich that I'd be ashamed to say out loud. <laughs> but I'll ha- I'll happily order through a machine.
1: But we're here to talk about Chipotle. Yeah. Time. No, you did not introduce me to Chipotle. Um. As much as you'd like to... so you,
0: Well, you should have come down to Maryland. I would have introduced you to Chipotle. I know I introduce other friends of ours to Chipotle.
1: You introduced me to the Quiznos. I,
0: oh, did I?
1: Yeah. There was a point in time, it was a brief window, when Quiznos was Yeah, was it was upscale. really good, yeah. It's like they toast it. They have this contraption. You won't believe it. It's a conveyor <laughs> belt that goes into some toasting mechanism comes out the other side perfect
0: yeah there was there was a brief window where quiznos was the upscale subway and then six months later they were like eh, we're just subway now yeah (laughs) we're gonna have the same standards but without a pedophile as our mascot which honestly they should have more man i would have eaten so much quiznos if quiznos's uh ads were just like our subs are toasted and we didn't give a pedophile millions of dollars. <laughs> Why not? Why didn't they do that? That would have been great we didn't marketing. Make you watch commercial
1: after commercial of a pedophile
0: holding up big pants. Right, who's like not even charismatic, not even like charming and doing a good job as a as a spokesperson, just like an awkward guy.
1: Yeah, like very clearly a
0: pedophile. (laughs) I don't think he was clearly a pedophile, but it was clear like there's something with this guy. He's weird. Anyway,
1: we wish him well.
0: (laughs) We don't wish him well. You should. Hey, I wish he burn in hell. How about that?
1: He stinks. He was trying to get out of. He was trying to get out of jail recently, right?
0: Well, everybody's trying to get out of jail with COVID. I don't blame him, but.
1: No, this was like a couple of years ago. I think he was just kind of like, "I'm a family man, so come on." I, I, I had kids. <laughs> oh, I
0: thought you were saying, uh, you know, they had gone in there and he had tied a bunch of bed sheets together or something.
1: <laughs> yeah they 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 pulled uh they pulled back that picture of a of a submarine sandwich, the poster that he had up on his wall, and he had been uh, digging a, a hole behind it.
0: He had he had tied a bunch of his big old pants together. He was looking to parachute out of there. <laughs> For over 80 years, Fram has been a leader in automotive filtration because that's the only thing they do. Filters! Want to protect your well-oiled machine or breathe easier when driving? Fram has the right filter for every kind of driver. Fram oil filters are American-made, tough, and feature sure grip technology. No-slip grip for easy install and removal, even with an oily hand or glove. Fram- Tom,
1: your hands are always oily.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's not even motor oil. Sometimes it's just French fries. Fram cabin air filters filter out contaminants like exhaust fumes, allergens, and pollution. And with the power of Arm & Hammer baking soda, you can breathe easy with an odorless interior. (laughs) Don't let dirt get the best of your engine. Head over to Fram.com and step up to ultimate protection. That's F-R-A-M.com. Our thanks to Fram for sponsoring the Complete Guide to Everything. So, no, Tom, you didn't uh, introduce me to Chipotle. Chipotle. What the hell are we talking about?
1: It's so hot.
0: Chipotle. Chipotle.
1: Chipotle, as uh, suburban parents call it.
0: Yeah. So, Chipotle, I did some digging. I mean, not really digging. I just did some reading about Chipotle. Uh, They started in Denver, which I knew. Mm Mm-hmm. But like I thought, it was more of a like upstart, you know, like a Papa John situation. Although I found out it was uh, like a Papa John situation times ten, where um, basically this guy, the the I uh, I think he's still the CEO. Els? No, he's not. He's oh, not. Okay. Steve Els was the founder. Oh, uh, was the
1: CEO until uh, until two se- two thousand seventeen. Um, but he was the founder um but i think i know where you're going with this is his father bob ells uh-huh. um had had a, had a big hand in in helping launch the business but i do want to take it back a little bit okay because the here here's here's the scuttlebutt on steve ells um when he was in you know growing up and in high school and college he was really good at uh cooking he 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 would 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 do kind of upscale uh, meals for his friends and stuff
0: yeah well he um, he went to the culinary institute of america
1: well yeah I mean, just, let's not get ahead of me uh, tom <laughs> okay. telling the story here i'm spinning a yarn i'm giving you the scuttlebutt um and uh i dad, did i
0: didn't know you had done some on the ground reporting
1: yeah 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 so his dad bob ells mm-hmm. um was like hey i'll make a deal with you bobbles you bobbles if you work a year doing anything related to restaurant work, waiting tables is good enough, something like that, um, and then tell me you really love the restaurant business, I'll pay to send you to a culinary college, but I have a condition. It has to be the best culinary college in America. Wow. It's Bob Ellis. Um, Ellis? Was no, a quote L's. from l yeah. yeah. Um, so he did. So... He, he went, so he, I guess I mean, he did work not, in a restaurant or whatever.
0: Yeah, but that's not a very like, I'll tell you what, if you do this, I'll pay for you to go somewhere, but it has to be the most expensive place. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's not really a threat. This comes from
1: the the Bloomberg article, Tom, Chipotle, the definitive oral history. Ooh. Um, Mike Bloomberg interviewed a bunch of guys and and was just like, "I really like Chipotle this much that I'll." Wow. Yeah.
0: And and a little uh, guy like uh, Mike Bloomberg, I can't imagine he can eat more than half a burrito in a sitting. So anyway,
1: uh, Steve Ells went to CIA Tom, but Ooh, not the CIA. You're yeah, thinking right. Of. Um, and he came back. He's like, "All right." And he, uh, he started working in San Francisco and saw all the burritos and stuff. And he's like, oh, that was great. Um, and then he went back to his dad and he's like, cool. Well, thanks for sending me through undergraduate and then six years of the Culinary Institute. Six years? <laughs> yeah. Holy um, shit. According to Bob, yeah. And then uh, he was just like, okay, well, I just want to open my place. Um, I just need $75,000. Um, and then, uh, his dad was just like, okay, I'll give you $75,000. And he opened a restaurant.
0: I read that it was $85,000. Hmm.
1: Well, Bob himself said 75,000 to Mike Bloomberg,
0: um,
1: <laughs> America's favorite mayor.
0: Um, well, I had read that the, they, they did the math on this first, uh, Denver restaurant. And they figured out that it, the, if they sold 107 burritos a day, they would make a profit. See now,
1: my what I the, the numbers I got, Tom, is that the mm-hmm. break even was 114 burritos a day.
0: Well, yeah, these numbers are wildly off.
1: What the hell is going
0: on here? Uh, but then, within like a month or so, they were selling a thousand burritos a day, which boggles yeah. the mind to think about that many burritos. And to think about. uh, Well, it wasn't just one guy eating them. Yeah, but he probably got back in line a few times. Pre Subway Jared? (laughs) Right. It might have been Jared eating all these. That might have been why he had to go to Subway. Yeah. Um, Although I do know that when I was at Maryland, after that had been open for a couple of years, they said. that Maryland was the most uh, profitable or or the most heavily trafficked Chipotle in the country, uh, so I imagine they were making more than a thousand burritos a day.
1: I have no concept of. I mean, I remember in the early days when when Chipotles were yeah, there opening, was always a, a line out the door. It was. Bonkers. Like people would be like, "Well, all right. I guess I'll wait on a twenty-five minute line for a burrito." Well,
0: but that was always the crazy thing. The lines were long, but they got through those lines in no time. Yeah, because uh, I I remember at school it was the line was always out the door. Uh, if you I can remember like a handful of times that I saw the door close, and it was like, "Oh shit! I I already ate dinner, but like, let's go." <laughs> Because uh, the, the line's actually short enough to be contained within the very long restaurant. But uh, but that was the thing. Like, at first, when it opened, it was like, oh, I'm not going to go there. Those lines are always insane. But then you realize, like, no, those, that's like an always moving line. It's like uh, uh, the Haunted Mansion in Disney World, where they, they're just always moving. They should have had the moving floor along with your burrito as it went down the line. They should have asked you, uh, is the ceiling getting higher or are you getting smaller?
1: Yeah, they should have made it generally (laughs) spookier in, in, in most ways.
0: I have that feedback from most restaurants.
1: Yeah, except for the Jekyll and Hyde Club. Uh, of course, except perfect for the Jekyll
0: and Well, my feedback there was it was too spooky. Um,
1: I think the Jekyll and Hyde Club is one of my top five favorite restaurants. I,
0: I, do you want to explain what it was? It doesn't exist anymore, right? I don't think so. It was, it was, uh, it was they had two uh, locations yeah. in New York. The Slaughtered Lamb was the other one.
1: Yeah, it was like a, a tourist trap kind of situation. Mm. One was in Times Square where you would go in and um, there was just spooky stuff. It was a theme restaurant where spooky things would happen, like mummies would be there and uh, Dracula <laughs> would come out of the wall and like sing a
0: song or something, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I, I've never been there, but I did go once to Mars 2112, remember that?
1: Yeah, I love high concept touristy theme yeah, restaurants. Yeah, there
0: were just these weird, like there was a time in Times Square where there were just these like big budget, weird themed restaurants that like, I don't know, it didn't have like a, a big brand behind it or anything. It was just like uh, some like uh, Wall Street banker on cocaine came up with this idea and here we are. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, whenever I came
1: to the city with my parents from Long Island when I was a kid for, like, mm-hmm. a day out, we'd go to one of those places, and it would be great. It's, like, my fondest memory <laughs> of New York City, and I've lived here, lived in this city pretty much my entire life.
0: Um, So the the, Chipotle, the first Chipotle in Denver immediate hit, Daddy puts in another $1.5 million. Tom, can
1: I tell you can I tell you something? What? It wasn't until they opened their second store that they came up with um, going along the line and watching somebody make your oh, burrito really? step by step. And the only reason they did that is because it was a, a former um, place called House of Pies mm. that had this case where they would display all their pies, and they they didn't want to or they were too cheap to kind of renovate it um oh, so, they so they were they just still like oh yeah you up. just walk along it yeah and this is, this is how you do it and this uh steve ells was just kind of like hey this house of pies um uh made me a millionaire i was gonna try to come up with some th- sort of <laughs> rhyme <laughs>
0: <laughs> the this house of pies ain't no lies be
1: a rich guy <laughs>
0: I mean, he was already a millionaire, Tim. How else would he have been able to put in the one point five million dollars?
1: Well, from what I read, is that his parents, Bob and Barbara, raised one point three million dollars from a handful of wealthy friends, which was its
0: only private offering ever. Uh, that not McDonald's? McDonald's wasn't also like a private. That was that wasn't. I mean, they. they I mean, McDonald's kind
1: of just like bought ninety percent of
0: it. Right, but that was before the IPO.
1: Yeah, but I think what they mean is that like going and raising money from from you know uh, McDonald's came and was like we want to essentially buy your business. We want to add you, like
0: Well, no, McDonald's did not have the- Tim, you're falling for a common misconception, which was that McDonald's owned the majority of the business. McDonald's was the biggest investor, but they were not a majority investor as far as I can tell.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, but at the, su- at some point, uh, his, his parents went to their rich friends. Um, his uh, Bob Ells, by the way, was a pharmaceutical executive.
0: Oh, okay. So he was helping probably cure diseases and stuff.
1: Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> I uh, mean. It, it, part of it is,
0: yeah, maybe he could have been one of those guys. He could have also been like, we got something real addictive here. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's send our NFL cheerleaders to these uh, different doctors and get them to start prescribing it. I don't know if that's still the case, but that was always one of my uh, one of my favorite facts that. Uh, uh, the number one job that NFL cheerleaders had during their offseason was pharmaceutical representative.
1: Yeah, definitely. You Transferable go, uh, skills. I mean, pretty much. You get some, some, some goons all riled up. <laughs>
0: That's true.
1: Um, <laughs> the goons I'm talking about here are doctors. People <laughs> doctors.
0: People have gone to medical school for a long time. Uh, so McDonald's was was a big investor early on, though. Um, but they uh, apparently where where the split was, they wanted a drive through and breakfast options because that's what they know. And they're they probably also they were like, and also you should have a mascot, maybe a clown.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe maybe a a, ret- a, a real creepatoid clown. Yeah, uh, they wanted drive throughs. And and uh, breakfast options, which like is weird to me because I've rarely seen standalone Chipotle's that could support a drive-through. Hmm. Um. And bre- I, I, they probably do breakfast nowadays. Um. But the breakfast, it's like, well, what would you have? Like scrambled eggs in a in a thing. Yeah, you breakfast know. burrito yeah bre- you ever hear look, about breakfast burrito? Look, I love you, breakfast burritos numbskull? but I would want I want my uh, my eggs in a breakfast burrito made fresh. I don't want them sitting there. I mean, I guess they go through things pretty quickly. They should have listened to McDonald's. They should have started doing breakfast stuff.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. McDonald's also wanted them to rename uh the business Chipotle Fresh Mexican Grill. Yeah. Because Baja Fresh had, had launched. And well yeah.
0: Because like, yeah. there were all these uh these also rans Qdoba, Moe's, Baja Fresh. Moe's is pretty good, Tom. I don't think I've ever had Moe's. Moe's really leans on uh
1: garbage melty cheese in their oh, stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um they also uh this is this is bonkers to me. Um, after uh, knowing the history of McDonald's and Ray Kroc, but McDonald's encouraged uh, Chipotle to regionalize their menu, so they're like, "Oh, Kansas City has to have a barbecue option ah. um, for their burrito." Which, from what I understood from uh, the founder, starring Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. uh, if you if you go off menu on a on a on, on a franchise. Uh, The founder is going to come in there and punch you in the face on a a golf course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Ray Kroc did not like people going off script. And also, whenever places do shit like that, it's like, okay, Kansas City, we want you to have Kansas City barbecue sauce. And it's like, no, dummy, don't do it there where people in Kansas City are going to be like, this sucks. This isn't. You know, it's I've never yeah. Gone... There are a
1: hundred places that do it better because it was invented here. Yeah, nobody. You don't need he... McDonald's to tell us how to how to do
0: this. Nobody here uh, in New York City is going to uh, like a Domino's or Papa John's and getting like their promotional New York style pizza. Yeah, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Tom. <laughs> I don't think so because you can get New York style pizza anywhere. Yeah. So it's like, true. no, I'll just, I get it for, if they wanted to do Kansas City barbecue, if if I went to Chipotle tomorrow and they were like, we have Kansas City barbecue style uh, burritos, I'd be like, oh, let me try one of those. Because I'm not from Kansas City, I'm a Philistine, and I'm not going to know what's good Kansas City barbecue. I don't know what the hell happens in Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not you... even sure
1: which Kansas City you're talking about.
0: <laughs> right, you there's tell me. There's two, and one's not even in freaking Kansas. You tell me this Kansas City barbecue, I'm inclined to believe you. Because that, that that's not where I'm from. McDonald's also did another weird thing, Tom, on a couple
1: levels. Um Chipotle uh wasn't isn't franchised. Yes. Um all their yeah. stores are Corporate owned and operated. Owned. Yeah. Uh by the corporation. Um but McDonalds was just kinda like, eh, we're gonna let McDonald's franchisees open up Chipotle's if they want, if they can afford Oh, it really? To. I didn't know that. Which is Bonkers, one, because Chipotles weren't franchised. Right. And number two, McDonald's never lets their franchisees own another brand's
0: franchise, open a that, franchise yeah, for another. Yeah, that I did know. So, like, which is <laughs> That really I did rare. know, something that has no benefit for me to know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Something completely irrelevant to my life, my job, my interests. I the, guess the my situation
1: interest. you'd ever find yourself in. <laughs> right. I um, guess if, if
0: if a McDonald's franchisee ever asked me his opinion, should I open up a Wendy's? I'm like, oh, you gotta double check that contract, man. You can't. Oh, good <laughs> thing I asked you, Tom. Um. Yeah, I just think it's it's kind of audacious
1: to be like, let's say you're a really rich guy, and you're just like, all right, I want to open a McDonald's franchise. I think there's a good line of business to get into. And McDonald's is just like, you're a McDonald's man now. That's yeah. it. You're nothing else. Well, say goodbye to everything else. For a pal. long
0: time, there had never been a McDonald's that closed due to like lack of business. So opening a McDonald's franchise was seen as you know a, a sure thing, a sure bet. Hmm. So I get them having had those kind of stipulations where they're like, "No, people are dying to open up McDonald's." So Yeah.
1: And then you're going to also go and open up a Jiffy Lube? Yeah. You piece of shit. No way, not on my watch. <laughs>
0: not a Jivy Lou but like a Burger King yeah no of anything any
1: franchise. I I know and that's why I I could see why you they wouldn't want you opening a direct competitor
0: right but I think that they've got to be like look we gotta draw the line somewhere and we're just gonna draw it in a very broad place uh, yeah. which which makes me think of another uh, instance I was thinking of uh, that I had read about where apparently I think it was a mall. Uh, that Chipotle early on was going to go into, and Panera Bread sued because they said they had an exclusive contract with that mall to be the only sandwich provider. And they claim that a burrito is a sandwich, a type of sandwich.
1: I don't want to do this, Tom. I thank, don't want
0: to. Thank goodness the, the federal court, I think it went all the way to the federal court, uh, ruled against them that they're like burritos aren't sandwiches. This is fun. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get into any of this, Tom. <laughs> I they they tried to claim. I saw something that they were like, Doh. they said like burritos and tortas," and I was like, "Chipotle doesn't have tortas." No, they have a they have a very streamlined,
1: simple menu. Yeah, that's the whole. That's thing. one of the. That's the genius of it, right, Tom? Uh, who did you say sued Chipotle?
0: Panera bread.
1: Yeah, you say Panera bread. Yeah. I know people that say Panera Bread.
0: <laughs> well those people are idiots. Let's stop at Panera Bread. Oh, uh, you should sue them. The emphasis is on Panera. That's the right? name of the place. Yeah. Alright. I don't you don't say, oh, we should go to McDonald's hamburgers. Yeah. Way way in way in, in the comments. <laughs> Tim, once again there are no comments. <laughs> Leave a five star review and let us know what you think. <laughs>
1: Um, so anyway mcdonald's mcdonald's at the time also invested in pret and boston market
0: i i knew about boston market i did not know about pret pret you know what which is by far my favorite quick serve restaurant
1: oh uh, i uh, i would like to agree with you it's okay it's good it's good. what's it's your great. favorite maybe chipotle
0: I mean, Chipotle is probably my actual favorite, but no. No,
1: Pret's good in a pinch. I like Pret.
0: Pret's Pret's better, more versatile.
1: Yeah. I, look, if I'm hungry- I don't feel gross whenever I finish a meal from Exactly. Pret, but I can if I want to. They exactly. got some melty bullshit yeah, there that I can- Yeah, you've got options.
0: I, yeah. Look, if I'm hungry, nothing is getting in the way between me and a Chipotle. But if I'm not insanely hungry and- All the way down to like I don't know. All the way down to I'm not hungry right now, but I should eat because I'm not going to have the ability to for a while. Predomanger is uh, a place where I ain't a stranger. Um. So
1: yeah. So in the '90s, McDonald's was kind of like, look, our stock price like is predicated like if we need constant growth because right
0: and look the arch deluxe didn't work
1: <laughs> we're screwed <laughs> um and and they were like we we've kind of reached saturation on on McDonald's yeah we need to we need to like open up other restaurants mm-hmm. um so they they're just like let's find these other restaurants and do it um and they did it um but uh a a thing that they did they were doing their Th- all the all the corporate guys from McDonald's were doing their due diligence because at the time, this was 1998, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Chipotle was still only in the Denver yeah, was, area. Yeah, it was a very small. There's like 13. It was like 13 stores or so, yeah. uh, restaurants, but it was still very small. Um, and uh, there, the the workers in 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 store number two saw a limo pull up, and all these guys. They all kind of, quote, looked the same, big guys in suits, and they all had these rings, M rings on, Whoa. little diamond rings with M on them. Oh, and they man. went, they got online, and they ordered one of everything and then went back into the limo and just sat in the parking lot and ate all the food.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the McDonald's cabal.
1: Yeah, and all the workers at the store were like, what's happening should we call the police should we call the
0: <laughs> fbi yeah that's extreme also is there just like a mcdonald's limousine idling for like did the executives frequently take field trips to places probably yeah oh probably, i guess the whimsical clown car I guess they were in Denver. So it was probably like they la- they all took a flight out and it's probably like we all want to go there and that's why we're going here. We're all going to yeah. try it. So it's like eh, if it's between a limo or like a depressing passenger van. <laughs>
1: yeah. And also these guys are all making seven or eight figures a year. Their jobs—they're not going to eat burritos in a in a freaking uh, like Mazda six two six or like a Toyota Camry.
0: I mean, they could have eaten them in the restaurant, and that might have given them an idea of like the ambiance of the restaurant and stuff eh, like that. They're not going to do that. They well, didn't. <laughs> they didn't want to eat with commoners. Well, they probably wanted to talk a lot about the food, and probably didn't want to let on like yeah yeah all these weird guys came and they just like picked apart these burritos (laughs) and talked about them extensively um which brings me to so i you i mean you know nobody's going or at least in new york nobody's going to work right now uh but my writing space was in union square which is not only close to the chipotle test kitchen but close to i don't think it's there anymore i think they moved everybody but the chipotle um uh headquarters really yeah and also where the former chipotle chief marketing officer lived he lived in uh uh union square and uh i had been in the test kitchen and see a bunch of suits like talking about things and i would sit there and just be like huh let me see if I can listen in, but they're like, oh, the growth mar- The growth margins, oh, uh, we're in we're in the black, not the red. You know, all these terms I didn't understand. Yeah. But the so famously, maybe not so famous. Famous to people like me new in the fast food industry. Um, the CMO of Chipotle, uh, Mark Crumpacker got into big trouble a few years ago. Uh, he was char- Crumpacker. <laughs> Well, that's what, yeah, that's what L's probably said. He was charged in 2016. uh, He was indicted uh, as part of a cocaine ring. The thing is, though, honestly, it was like he wasn't part of a cocaine ring. He was just a a preferred customer of a cocaine ring. (laughs) Because I remember, like, it is a little unfair. I remember reading about this at first and it was like, what the hell? Why is a why is the CMO of Chipotle involved in a cocaine ring? Like, that doesn't seem like... I'm sure he makes a lot of money at Chipotle. He would have to be pretty high up in a cocaine ring to match his Chipotle salary. Which just really, not only seems like it's not worth it, A, but seems like too much work for one man to be, you know, doing. These are two 80-hour-a-week 80 80 hour jobs. Tom,
1: have you learned nothing from Breaking Bad and its prequel Better Call Saul and
0: Gustavo Fring and the Los Poyos Hermanos chain? Uh, Look, Los Poyos Hermanos looks like a real good chain. That's a regional chain Tim. It is not a national chain. That's true. And there was no implication that he was using Chipotle's resources to move this (laughs) stuff around. So basically, it turned out that he was just like a real... uh, you know, like a, a a valued customer of this cocaine ring, and uh, a drugs man. A drugs man. He had had uh, cocaine delivered uh, thirteen times that they had on wiretap, uh, and it was three thousand dollars worth. Which I was kind of surprised because I, you know, did the quick back of the page math. And that's uh, $230 a trip of cocaine.
1: Is that expensive for cocaine? I don't. Probably not for good cocaine, right? I don't think. I
0: don't know anything about cocaine. (laughs) I've never seen cocaine. I assume it's not that expensive, but I don't know how frequently those trips were happening. So it's like, oh, if somebody was coming by every night and this guy was just a dope and not being like, hey, I'm going to buy like, uh, I guess it's not a dope. I guess when you're doing cocaine, you can't be like, well, I'm going to save some money and do and just buy in bulk. I'm going to buy a month's worth of cocaine because <laughs> then you're just going to do all that cocaine.
1: Yeah, or it's, it's kind of a liability to have so many drugs on you at any one right. time. Right.
0: So I think it was probably, he was like, I'm trying to keep this under control. I'm ordering like $230 worth of cocaine every time. That's like a night's worth of cocaine for me, maybe a a friend or two. Uh, Yeah, you got to think the CMO of Chipotle was was buying
1: the cocaine for, you know, he he probably had some near-do-well friends, the CMO of lesser chains. Oh, <laughs> and they would hit the town together and he'd be like, Hey, I brought the Coke cause I'm, I'm, I'm on top of the world. Nothing's ever going to knock me off this pedestal.
0: Yeah. Well this did, although not really. And I, you know what? I have to give Chipotle uh credit here because they didn't fire him after all that happened. Uh, apparently it's cause he was, he had been with the company for a long time and I think they were just kind of like, I don't know, he's doing his job well, although he he might have been doing his job well, but at the time, it was when Chipotle was going through their E. coli phase.
1: <laughs> right. Where was- they
0: had an insane amount of like people getting very sick from Chipotles around the country. So I think it was probably more that, that they just like really needed their marketing. It was like, look, the marketing for Chipotle has always been great. That's not the problem right now. The problem is... With, with our supply chain and with our preparation, now is not the time to fire our chief marketing officer for uh, getting busted buying Coke when otherwise he's doing a pretty good job. Because if we didn't have good marketing right now, literally nobody would come to these restaurants.
1: Right. And they just said, now uh, crumb Packer. Yeah. We're going to teach you a lesson. You go out and you snort all of this cocaine and then tell me how you feel. Then tell me if you ever want to snort cocaine again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, We're going to make you do all this cocaine and see if after that's all done, you still want to do some cocaine. Uh, he
1: guess ha- what he did? He he- was, his appetite was even more insatiable.
0: Uh, he he has two websites, by the way. He left in 2018. It had apparently nothing to do with this. Um, and I assume that's true because he got, you know, he's a rich guy. He got the charges dismissed. Uh, he never suffered any consequences for this. Uh, but he has markc.co and markcrumpacker.net, which leads me to believe somebody's got markcrumpacker.com. and. Mm you know he's probably so mad about that cuz
1: no you know what it's not worth it at this point people know people understand look
0: he's got both of these sites with his resume tim i think he's he's looking for a job right now maybe we should hire him
1: i would oh, only if we could uh get some coke angrily call him into our office cobra where's my cocaine right um, <laughs> did he oversee the farmed and dangerous uh, comedy web series that Chipotle produced in 2014?
0: I'm sure he did. He was he, that was uh, prime time for him.
1: That was a that was a weird uh,
0: situation. I don't remember that.
1: Uh, Ray Wise, who you might know from Twin Peaks, yeah, yeah, um, w- played uh, the head of a PR firm. For a fictional um, mega corporation Mm -hmm. called Animoil, okay, Um, and it was all about how factory farms are bad, which I guess was cool, but it was also like, I don't know, Chipotle has always been a little suspect to me because they're always like, "Yeah, no, you, we're we're on your side, guys. We hate." The corporations, man. Yeah. We hate factory farms. We we don't want people to be, you know, mistreating animals and like uh Steve L's uh <laughs> the McDonald's uh people when 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 they when they first invested were like, Hey, you wanna come out and see um the, the farms? <laughs> oh, you wanna see the chickens? Hey, you so wanna come to- see
0: how the sausage is made? And he came back
1: white as a ghost, and he was just like,
0: "I don't, I don't, I don't
1: like this at all."
0: Yeah, I, I read about that too. That it was after that that he was like, "All right, we're gonna start doing all free range."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and a lot of that is is uh, you know smoke yeah. and mirrors. Yeah, a lot yeah,
0: shit, marketing. And
1: a lot of it is for the PR and the marketing, but um, I mean, they're better than some. Yeah. They're better than most maybe in the in the quick service game. Yeah. Um Tom, there's so much I want to talk about. Do we need a part two on this? Because we haven't even gotten into the menu or anything.
0: <sighs> we might need a part two. We'll see how mad people are at this part one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even well, alright. We're not getting into the menu yet. So let me let me talk about this real quick. Um because I was surprised. Mark Crumpacker his apartment in Union Square was a two point two point five million dollar apartment, which you know this was reported as like, oh, I mean, obviously you need to be rich, but like, oh, you lived in a two point five million dollar apartment. Now it's like, you get a two point five million dollar apartment in Union Square? Like that place must have kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was a it's a sixth floor walk up. <laughs> yeah, <a> studio <laughs> a apartment. Yeah. Because Union Square is insane, uh, yeah. the, the real estate there. Uh, so I was kind of surprised and kind of wondered, like, oh, is it 2.5 million that he just stays at? Like, ah, uh, this is, you know, it has a full-time staff or whatever. It's a little bit nicer than a hotel room. And cost us a little bit less than if he just stayed at a hotel every time he was in New York. Because they also said that um, he had a, uh, a $30,000 a year allowance for a car and $35,000 a year allowance for housing. Hmm. It's like 30000 000- What car cost $30,000 a year to lease as a company car? Did he have like a Ferrari as his company car? Did he have a fleet of cars? Also, why did he need a car if he lived in Union Square? The headquarters was in Union Square and the test kitchen was in Union Square. Where was he taking this company car to? I don't know. The
1: Viper room to do cocaine?
0: He was driving all the way to Los Angeles to go to the Viper. He was driving to
1: Los Angeles every every Friday
0: night to party. And $45,000 a year for housing? Like, it's always insane to me, these, like, corporate executive, high-level, you know, C-level executives where it's, like, they get money for housing, where it's, like... No, the guy can. you give giving him millions of dollars. He'll figure out how He has a salary housing. and
1: stock options. Yeah. He,
0: the, why does he need housing money?
1: Um, I will say this though, um, Chipotle does have a good program where if you work full time for Chipotle, um, they will pay for your college, and it's it's certain certain colleges. They'll, they'll you'll get a free
0: yeah they um, would yeah look, they're not gonna give you a full ride to Hamburger University. They're not out <laughs> of their minds.
1: oh no, come on, they're they're not dumb. um, but they will also if if you don't go within their network of of partner colleges, I think it's still something like they'll give like five or six thousand dollars a year towards tuition. and the only thing is you have to work at Chipotle for six months after you graduate. Okay, well, Which after not... graduating college to have like a stable job <laughs> for six months is actually uh, kind of uh, a <laughs> you yeah. know some places are like yeah you have to stay with us for five years after otherwise you have to pay it all back six but, months is nothing Tom I haven't left my house in almost
0: six months <laughs> but but do you have to like do certain majors is it one of those things I would look at yeah, the fine probably print. yeah it's probably I like, mean, yeah yeah I mean to major I don't think in they would cut up would chickens. Tell...
1: Yeah, but the, if if you know that's that's relevant,
0: not just at Chipotle, other places. Um, also, I found. Look, I'm still on Crum Packer here. Um, he, in 2015, his overall compensation was 4.3 million, which even more drives home the idea of like a yeah, 2.5 thirty five thousand dollars for for housing. Well, but also the the you know, if somebody makes $70,000 a year, they don't go and buy a $35,000 home. And then they're like, well, this is it. This is my, you know, and you no, know, I have a great job and I consistently make $70,000 a year, but I'm just going to buy a $35,000 home. And that's all I'm going to like, he makes way, especially in New York, where it's very common that, half, if not more, of your salary goes towards rent or your mortgage.
1: I like that you're clowning on this man for only having a $2 million <laughs> apartment. $2.5 million.
0: What, what a jerk. What, what an idiot. What a loser. Get a nicer place, you knucklehead.
1: Yeah, that, he's a good man.
0: He is. A, it, well, as long as he's packing up them crumbs. Tom, uh, alright. Yeah, we had to do a
1: part two because... Okay. All we talked about here was corporate business, man. Corporate. Yeah,
0: look, and sure, they're going to be showing this. They're going to be playing this in a lot of uh, 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 business classes, a lot of uh, uh, MBA courses. Yeah, there's going to be
1: required listening for most serious M- M- MBA programs.
0: Yeah, but ne- maybe next week we're going to do part two, or maybe later. Yeah, next Let's week.
1: Do- Let's do it next week, and that way we don't have to think of a a topic next week.
0: (laughs) Right. And then that way, maybe, look, all the people that didn't like this, keep it to yourselves. It's not going to matter. Part two is coming whether you like it or not. Tom, I have a great way to
1: wrap up part one, the discussion of Chipotle corporate well, Let's now would be the time. Right after the plugs.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but stay
1: tuned because there's
0: a thought experiment coming up. I was going to start the plugs with the complete guide to everything is a production. <laughs> like a, just a random. Uh, if you like the show, tcgt.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. You can follow and follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. You can follow me at your pal Tim. And if you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Also check out uh, patreon.com slash complete guide for Books the Podcast, our secondary podcast this month. We're reading Devil in a Blue Dress by Walter Mosley. I'm reading it. I'm telling Tim about it. You can hear about that and all the other books we've read at patreoncom slash god. Save some money on books; just listen to us doing it. Nice. We don't read the books to you, to be clear. I mean, we should start doing that. You can't do that. That's why not copyright infringement. It's behind a paywall. <laughs> I think you're getting a little too comfortable behind the paywall. That's another uh, incentive. Hey, if you want to hear some stuff that could maybe get us in trouble, Patreon.com/slash Complete Guide, Reddit.com/slash
1: r/slash tcgte,
0: and Discord at Complete Guide on Discord.
1: Why the hell didn't we standardize what? Because some places
0: it's available, some places it's not. You
1: can email us. We never say that you can email us at the complete guide to everything at gmail dot com.
0: But you just did.
1: Yeah. Alright, Tom. It was funny to me that you um thought Steve Ells was still the CEO of Chipotle. Oh I know. Something who is. Yeah. bonkers happened a couple of years ago. And this was in the midst of all their um eco live problems nor a virus <laughs> poisoning
0: half the country yeah. um I, rep- if you go on their wikipedia page by the way the vast majority of their wik like i was going through their wikipedia and i'm like god this article's so long and i was like oh 75 of this are different sickenings that have happened <laughs> yeah
1: yeah uh, um so he was replaced. He kept his chairman position, but they brought in this guy, Brian Nickel. Yeah. Who was the CEO
0: of Taco Bell. Yes. And he's well, we'll talk about it next week, but he is really Taco Bell eyes Chipotle. He has.
1: Um, in not I think in in not unconstructive way. I don't think he's ruined the essence of what Chipotle stands for.
0: We'll but, have to talk about it next week, Tim.
1: And here is my thought experiment for you, Tommy boy. Okay. One of them disappears tomorrow, Taco Bell or Chipotle. Oh, Which shit. Which one do you want to remain?
0: And I have to answer this week?
1: I think the answer's simple. And we're going to forget by next week.
0: <laughs> the answer is Taco Bell? I think so. Just because there's more of them.
1: There's more Taco Bell. There's more. Look, I love that Chipotle has a limited menu. Yeah. But you can get any manner of, of <laughs> bullshit at Taco Bell, and it's great. It's, yeah. it's the same eight ingredients, but they're packaged in such whimsical, wonderful ways. <laughs> ways.
0: Yeah, they really let loose. They're like, look, no rules on how you can mix and match these different ingredients. What what do you can do with them? Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Taco Bell just because it's so much more ubiquitous.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's uh, it makes me feel more joy. It
0: sparks joy more yeah, than anything else. I, I, I honestly find it funny that people always make the joke—not funny. I guess I don't find it funny. Stupid. That people always make the joke about, like, ah, Taco Bell, like, oh, uh, yeah, if you want a diarrhea, you know, to have diarrhea, not to eat diarrhea. Um, I've never found that really to be the case with Taco Bell. No. Me and,
1: uh, me neither. Not at all.
0: And I also find that because Taco Bell has so many options, this is my big problem with Chipotle, you can't go into Chipotle for, like, a mid-afternoon snack.
1: Right. Exactly. And you can, you can, at a Taco Bell, you can gorge yourself and, oh, and feel like shit if you want. But also, like, you can just, uh, y- yeah, you can have a snack. You can have a reasonable amount of food, like yeah. a, a normal size. you can, And also, everything costs like 99 cents each. You can buy 15 different things and yeah. then decide you only want to eat six of them. It's and fine.
0: Variety is the spice of life. No, the the most frequent I would have Taco Bell would be at like three or four PM when I was like I would be like, ah shit, I like didn't eat lunch, but I'm not gonna make it to dinner. But if I if I eat as much as I wanna eat right now because I didn't eat lunch, I'm starving, then I'm gonna be all screwed up. I'm gonna be hungry at midnight or whatever. You can pop into Taco Bell and be like, "Here's two dollars. <laughs> I want to not be very hungry anymore." Yeah, and and like, you'll well, be fine. here's here's twenty different options we've got for you. They're getting rid of a lot of the stuff on their menu. I did see that. Yeah, um, including all of the
1: potato-based.
0: Oh really? Stuff, oh that, which sucks. is a bummer.
1: And I think they're making room for they're really going to make a play into like fake meat. Mm. But sometimes I'd rather. A potato-based thing than a than a fake meat-based. Yeah, thing. their As potatoes were great. Yeah,
0: and like well, I, don't, uh, like I mean, a couple of weeks, maybe yeah. we should
1: make a uh, one last one last potato, uh, spuds pilgrim, a potato pilgrimage.
0: Yeah, have a fiesta, potatoes fiesta.
1: Yeah. I don't know. This has been Chipotle Part 1. Tune in next week for Chipotle Part 2 on the Complete Guide to Everything. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next week.
0: That was a Headgum podcast.